welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I am just completely delighted to share about my guests today. Um, I think I want to like tease you a little bit and tell you the, the slight backstory to all of this, and then we'll get into the intros. So um, as many of you know, I just moved to Santa Barbara. Um, I've been here for like maybe 10 days and, um, you know, I moved from Los Angeles where, um, I mean, the whole reason I moved to Los, An- Los Angeles in the first place was like to be around my like turned on community of women. And, um, you know, then I, as, as it happens, I fell in love and now I'm in Santa Barbara with my man. And one of my, uh, one of my biggest fears in moving to Santa Barbara was like, oh my gosh, are there going to be like turned on women there that I like who are living their lives based in desire, you know, and which is like a silly fear, right? If you look at it, but it's a real thing that came up for me. And um, so over the last few weeks, uh, I have just been putting out energy, like with the intention of connecting with just like hot women in Santa Barbara who, who love talking about sexuality and desire as much as I do. <laughs> and so it so happened that I was like talking to a friend in LA and he was like, oh, Santa Barbara, do you know this per- this woman? And he sends me an Instagram, um, you know, of this, this gorgeous woman. And I'm like, no, I don't know her. Let me, you know, and so this is how this began. I literally just sent a random cold message uh, to my new friend, dare I say new friend, Elisa. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so she, you know, I was like, Hey, I just want basically, I just said, I, you know, I'd like to be friends or, you know, connect in some form. And then I thought, you know what, we could hang out and that'd be cool. But what if the first time we hang out, I just, we just turn it into a podcast episode. And so I am delighted to welcome, um, my friend, Elisa, um, oh my gosh, Elisa Dean. Dean is her last name. And then um, her, one of her partners, um, Hannah, who also goes by Starlet. Thank you, ladies, so much for being here today. <laughs> Thank you. My absolute pleasure. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I want to just dive in. Um, I think that tonight's conversation, I don't know exactly where it's going to go, but um, I have a feeling that uh, we're going to be talking a lot about sisterhood. That is one of the major themes that I'm just like getting from both of these women. Um, And, you know, I think we'll talk about sacred sexuality and um, healing and shadow work and really like how you can just integrate all of that to create partnerships that, um, that, that really like serve a divine purpose, you know, beyond just functionality, like relationships that take you to another, um, realm, I think. So that that's, I think where we're headed. We'll see. We're not sure. Um, but I want to tell you a little bit more about, um, Elisa and Hannah, um, as, uh, as we're diving in. So Elisa is a certified yoga teacher. Uh, She is an adult content creator, y'all. She is a model, an artist, and um, a tantric embodiment guide. 
have you ever heard all of those same things in one sentence? (laughs) (laughs) I think not. (laughs) Um, And then Hannah, uh, one of her partners is a badass businesswoman in creative partnership and polyamory, also a yoga teacher. And just from spending, I've only been, so this, this interview is happening in person, by the way, which I rarely get to do this. Um, And so these two ladies were so kind to just come over to my new little bungalow over here. Um, And, you know, I think the the biggest thing that I'm just getting from like the 15 minutes that we have spent together so far is just like the, um, the magic of these women, the groundedness, the openness um, and the receptivity you know, to say something, to yet say yes to something like this on a Friday night. It's great. Ah, so um, with that, hi, how are you? <laughs> Doing really good. <laughs> Thank you for having us, Caitlin. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's totally my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to just uh, jump in. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll start with you, Alisa. Um, I would love for you to just sort of ground the audience in um, sort of how like your relationship and just a little bit of the backstory so that people can sort of feel because I I might have lost some of you at this point, you know, where I was like, okay, these two are partners and there's another partner and, you know, all sorts of things. So I want you to just like tell us, let us into a little bit about how your world is. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So almost three years ago now, I met my partner, John, and we immediately fell in love very quickly. And it was just this whirlwind of magic. And he has a heart to be in service and support others in making their dreams come true and really supported me in accessing what kind of life I wanted to create. He is a previous um, business owner and entrepreneur. And so he's had background in entrepreneurship. So not only did we have just amazing sex and unconditional love, we also have this project um, to discover like how to kind of liberate myself from the matrix. Um, I was working a hostess job at the time at um, a Mexican restaurant. Okay. 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 I can get down with this. Yeah. Um, And also teaching yoga, which I love to do. And so he supported me in creating an online yoga business and we were Um, working on that while I was also nannying and also hostessing. And he is also an amazing website designer. So he made me a website and um, I started teaching this tantric Hatha yoga class. And in my relationship with him, he is very attuned to his body and his presence and as am I. And so it was a powerful reflection of like Mm. kind of rattling up things from past relationships mm-hmm. that I had felt that I didn't have the safety to process with another man or mm-hmm. the other men I was with weren't able to hold space for me and my emotions. Um, but he was really able to hold presence. And so that encompasses for me, like the tantric philosophy of embracing all that is and embracing our wholeness as human beings, mm-hmm. like the emotions, the primal essence, the sexuality, and the light of our spirit and following our desires. So we were all in that vibe. And I applied that to yoga because yoga really supported me in moving my energy, getting in touch with my body and my breath and presence. So this is what I wanted to share with others. And so in my online yoga class, um, this was two years ago. It was in the spring of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Two years ago, almost. Um, 
So yeah. And then I'm teaching this online yoga class weekly, promoting it on Instagram. And I see this little black box that says Hannah and Joe McCartney, like every week on zoom, there's this <laughs> black box with Hannah Joe McCartney. And I, you know, I know, like I see all the other people's faces on zoom and I'm teaching oh, this yoga class and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, who is this girl? Like, I want to know like what she's about. <laughs> so I reached out to her and at the time too, um, our yoga business is called I am yoga EYE. Um, and it's about rising into your highest self through embodiment and yoga. And we wanted more women to host classes on our platform, donation-based. And so I reached out to her and we got on a call. She was totally resonating with our work. So we started creating a collective of yogis and she was doing some admin work for us. Um, she was in the Bay Area and we were in Santa Barbara. And we had weekly meetings and I know like Hannah has her own experience of like observing me and John from afar. Um, I don't know if you have anything to share about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I want to say initially, like at that time when I was taking your Zoom yoga classes, I was doing college online and I had just gotten back from being abroad. Um, and when you introduced Tantra in your yoga teaching, it transformed my entire reality because it transformed how I related to my body. Mm. And at that time I was experiencing a lot of intense sensation, um, pain, chronic pain is what I would call it then. And when I started practicing the tantric hatha with you, I started to embrace the sensation and not shame myself for feeling that. But I really discovered the depth of my breath and my presence as healing modalities. So your yoga class really supported me in feeling good within myself. And so you were just like a major inspiration. Mm -hmm. And I really had always seen you and John like as healthy mom and dad, <laughs> like just like really, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were seven other ambassadors. So we would have weekly meetings. And yeah, totally. <laughs> I would just like sit on zoom and gawk at them because they're so bright and luminous and just like radiating, like well orgasmed energy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And I just always felt like Elisa's <laughs> pleasure within her body and it was really amazing. We developed this online yoga business for about five or six months before we met in person. And wow. So, okay. Yeah. And so really it was like, it was like a business partnership yeah. initially. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, well then what then, happened here? <laughs> I think you should take it away. Totally. I love telling this story. It's one of my favorite things to share with people. Um, so I started to visit Santa Barbara just to meet with John and Elisa in person and develop I am yoga. And they operate in a very different method than anyone else I'd ever been around, like entering their apartment with no TV, no clocks, no microwave. Yeah. They like <laughs> were sitting on the floor consistently. And I was just really thrown into a new place. Like it's regular to me now, but at the time I had been on my own, like quote unquote, spiritual or ascension journey where I'd been exposing myself to a lot of material and doing as much progress as I could, but I was by myself. It wasn't in any sort of community. And so when I met them in person, I just felt like I had found resonant kindred spirits who were also actualizing their dreams in a way that was so true to them and high vibrational that it really showed me what was possible. And so I was at this like quantum crossroads of just graduating college, meeting them, and then them being so open-hearted and kind and loving to me that there was just a moment <laughs> where they started to question and inquire me about my sexuality and about what my relationships previously had looked like and what I was seeking. Like, that's something that John is always interested in is like, what is the dream? What is the desire? And how can mm -hmm. we align to magnetize that in integrity? 
And so they started to ask me, you know, have you ever been sexual with women? And I said, no, I haven't, but it's always something I've wanted to explore. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, well, (laughs) would you like to cultivate (laughs) sexual energy with us now? (laughs) Yeah. And so it was incredible though, because I know I've heard you talk about like the full Mm -hmm. alignment. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was just Mm -hmm. like instantaneous. Like, I don't even think John could finish his question. I was just like, yes. 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 (laughs) And so that catalyzed our relationship developing and intimacy and sensuality. And then a few months later, I moved in with them. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's just like just bathe in that for a moment. Mm -hmm. Um I love the like the clear ask too, like the clear, like, let me actually see what your desires are and where you're curious, see where the alignment is with us. And then actually like, there's this piece that I think so many times people in the world miss, even when it's like, there's desire over here and there's desire over here. Just the ask, like, would you like to practice with us? That is like a life-changing question, mm-hmm. but so many people avoid saying the truth, mm. you know, and like asking, like, it's so vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, I really get how it was so vulnerable for you already in the relationship, Elisa, mm-hmm. and for you, Hannah, like just to just share what you were open to and share your desire and then not know what the hell was gonna happen oh my god so what were you thinking like like well I guess what was that experience like Mm. to just be in that moment of wait like now I'm gonna explore sexuality like with a woman and with a man and yeah you know what like what was um sort of what were you feeling at the time yeah at the time I was feeling very surrendered to Mm. just higher guidance and at a more like intellectual understanding I knew that we are not coming from a place of projecting an emotional experience outwards onto another in a way that is putting blame or an experience outside of ourselves and that's what really allowed us to move forward in this relationship is this understanding that everyone is going to take radical responsibility for their emotional experience. Mm. And we will extend compassion and tenderness to each other in the process of emotional release. Mm -hmm. Because we are devoted to unconditional love, we are choosing to face all shadows and confront all distorted energy so we can return to equilibrium. And that was the agreement from the get. Um, I felt surrendered and I also felt some resonance of concern for you because I knew at that time it was new for both of us to be pressing the edges of sexuality with each other. Mm -hmm. And so I have witnessed Elisa express some very outrageous primal feminine emotional energies and we've held a lot of space in this past year we're super grateful for our spacious lifestyle that allows us time space allocation for coming into synergy through emotional process and conscious communication Um, but our first handful of sexual experiences definitely brought up a lot Hmm. I, I I bet yeah Well, I would love to hear from you what the experience was like, Elisa, like, because you were in the relationship with Johnny for like about a year or two, two years, two years. Okay. Got it. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you have this foundation. You're like, this is my man. I'm the the queen. Totally. I, I've just done all of this like <laughs> deep healing work with this man. We have a foundation of trust. And then you see this amazing woman <laughs> and you clearly had desire. Mm-hmm. What was it like to feel your desire? Mm. Yeah. I feel 
like it was terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) It was terrifying to feel that desire, especially because, you know, I had engaged with a couple women in the past and the way that I operate as Hannah will reflect as well as like I have had a hard time compartmentalizing my emotions so if I feel something like the tears are gonna fall like in that moment I feel something like the anger is it's gonna come through like I just can't hold back or I can't like put that in a compartment Mm. so I've I've grown my tool set so I can (laughs) create space around that but um yeah I think something that was fundamental in Johnny and I's agreement before we even met Hannah is I met him when he was already polyamorous and I was I've been in open relationships but I've never been in like group dynamics dynamics. Yeah. yeah and we were in a healing like kind of seeming monogamous container for about a year because there was a lot coming up and a lot of healing occurring um but I when Hannah came along I felt like curious about about exploring women and seeing what came up with that because I honestly like at the time felt disgust around my own yoni and around other Mm. women's vaginas and I'm like what is this like why (laughs) (laughs) this is our body and like we're so powerful like my conscious awareness like I know how powerful the feminine form is but then there's this like little like gremlin Mm. of like shame and disgust feeling around Mm. the feminine form and so for me like I've always wanted to excavate and explore like what is this thing that is not fully resonating with my core values Mm. but it's an emotion um and sometimes it's karmic sometimes we you know, internalize emotions that we feel from our parents that our parents don't even say directly, but we feel it in our body and then hold Mm. on to it. So I feel like for me, it was an excavation. And this is a word that Hannah would use when we were on the phone calls together in between her visits. Like (laughs) we are excavating our own shadows and discovering our truths and you know, how am I supposed to know that I'm not attracted to women if I feel this sense of disgust? Like, mm. if it's neutral, if there's neutrality and it's just like, no, like, there's not a yeah, desire. But there's no it's, sensation that yeah. you're like, okay, we can just move on. But clearly, yeah, there there's is something. sensation here. Mm-hmm. There's something I think that's there. a really, really important piece yeah. um, for that I want my listeners to hear. Um, because it's like any time we have an intense like reaction to something like you said it's sort of like okay well there's something there like either something we're like drawn to something we can't be with inside of ourselves Mm -hmm. you know like um, yeah a deep shadow that we just like did not know existed Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, if there's no sensation, it's like, okay, like there's just not really that much to see here, mm-hmm. you know, but <laughs> yeah, with that much sensation, it's such a clue of like, oh, there is some gold here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm, right. It's amazing with that much um, resistance that you have the sight to be like, I should like lean into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think what also drove me is the agreement that John and I have around love without imposing truth and supporting each other in our grounded truth. Like it was his grounded truth to pursue relationship with Hannah. And I could choose to either, you know, sever and separate and be like, no, this isn't for me or explore this thing that life has offered me. And like, it does take a level of trust and surrender in the universe and that everything is being orchestrated, Mm -hmm. Um, you know? And like, of course, I never felt like I didn't have a choice. Right. We always, (laughs) we always have choice. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah. So I kept 
choosing to lean in because I kept finding these nuggets of gold within myself mm-hmm. of like, wow, like, wait, why am I trying to control this situation? And like, mm-hmm. it is valid. The feminine, generally speaking, I find that kind of desire to be possessed or the desire to possess is very natural. You know, it's like a, it's a primal response because as human beings we want to belong and if our partnership is where we belong and we don't feel that sense of belonging there's like a Mm -hmm. trigger within the body and so it is a pretty like radical excavation that I feel I didn't realize and Hannah didn't either when we threw ourselves into this situation we didn't realize like how deep this truly is So, but luckily, um, the space holding and the empathy and compassion that we all held for each other just allowed those emotions to be seen and to be felt. And I felt Hannah's continuous unconditional love, even when my ego was so triggered and wanted to tell her to like, fuck off. Yeah, get out. Yeah. Um, Get out of our love nest, please. Yeah. And she's just like, I love you. And I'm like, Stop. yeah but it's just wow. like it's been such a practice of like learning to love those parts of myself and not reject love mm. right I mean there are just um so many places where we just want to it's like too much to receive so mm-hmm. we just close our hearts I know it's a lot yeah and so I can imagine I mean I'm just like I'm just witnessing the aura of this woman here mm-hmm. you know and I can like feel your love mm-hmm. and I can imagine like just like <laughs> the you know it takes totally. some ha- I call it havingness you know like mm-hmm. it takes some havingness to um really like open to that right wow so huh <laughs> <laughs> so okay a few months in you're like great we're all ready for then to move in <laughs> It was basically, we were living with a girl already who was living in the other room in our duplex Mm. and she was moving out and Hannah, we were like working together and wanting to create the Studio X, Mm. which is, we will share more soon, um, is an erotic empowerment platform and holds Tantra services and supports you know, eroticism as well as nude modeling and body positivity. So this was a different platform that was blossoming. And Mm -hmm. we were just like, Hannah, like there's a space opening and like, we could just work together and see what happens. So I, I feel like both of us, both me and Hannah have had the experience like December before the January that she moved in of our thoughts like wanting to go into the future like is this right is this okay and then just like nope it's just guided like it's just guidance like this is what like this is where we're happening. going right now yeah that's all that we actually need to respond to mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. wow Let's see what happens trust fall <laughs> yeah Okay, so then tell me about what started unfolding, like as you moved in, and obviously as the relationship got deeper, like, what were some of the things that you were excavating, Hannah? Yeah, so the beauty of Elisa and I's relationship is that our energetic blueprint is essentially polar opposite. So as she mentioned, (laughs) she at the time had very little capacity to compartmentalize emotional experiences. And so we describe her energy movement more so moving from the root chakra upwards, the primal, like the primal ego and like just allowing primal energy to flow. Yeah, totally. Very embodied, feels everything. Where in Mm -hmm. contrast, I was total upper chakra energy like beyond the crown, so disassociated from my body and from feeling Mm. that our processes in the past year have been opposite. She has been coming into surrender and I have become into my body so I can Mm. actually feel my emotional experiences, process them, have release and expand in sensation and in pleasure. 
because I used to be super ghostly and become disassociated and mm-hmm. like with just, any triggers, she would just like disappear and like go oh, frozen. Just like numb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the guidance throughout this process has been our practice of expanding self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And that's like the center heart space where we always return to. And it starts with mm-hmm. feeling compassionate towards ourselves for me, even when I am in a moment of disassociation or numbness or lack of feeling, having self-compassion for the part of myself that is numb or is blank, Mm. et cetera. And I've definitely shifted a lot in the past few months. And I feel very embodied and very emotionally intelligent at this time. Um, But it has been very interesting in a three-way navigation because we have the beauty of multiple reflections around us. So if there is two people to become sort of enveloped in like a loop or a shadow Mm -hmm. we kind of have this third reflector to play like checks and balance oh damn yeah Yeah, keeping you in check (laughs) that yeah that is something I mean, but so valuable to just have a clear sight, like Mm -hmm. from somebody who might be outside of the, you know, if there's, you know, a point of disconnection or, you know, something that's running through. Yeah. That's been like Johnny's role in all of this is really supporting the guidance of our excavation and of our like conversation and inquiry. Mm-hmm. Um, we do practice a very like precise method of communication, like with the foundation of empathic nonviolent communication style. But also we give ourselves permission mutually for shadow and ego aspects to play out because mm-hmm. permission. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're so allowed. That's like, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to hear like something I talk for those of you who've been listening to my show for a while, you, you hear me talk about like setting up a container <laughs> for anything. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, and, and, you know, if, if you haven't heard that term, it's, it's basically like, what are the conditions that we need here to hold the energy of this experience? Mm-hmm. So everyone can let go and feel safe. Mm-hmm. And then we're all on the same page about what we're agreeing to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm curious, uh, you know, when it comes to like working with your shadows or just, you know, these darker parts, um, how, how do you set up the container and the agreements to have that work and feel good and for all of that to be expressed and alchemized? Yeah, I mean, I feel very blessed to have a spacious life and also the tools of mindfulness and yoga, literally so much yoga and dance and um, connecting with nature and just being able to take responsibility for the triggers that arise. Um, I would love for you to like kind of repeat the question. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I would just love to hear about how you set it, set up the agreements or like just basically how do you set it up powerfully so that you get to express your shadows and, you know, Mm -hmm. all of that gets to come through and like it's done in a safe way where like you can really be held and your partners are like all on the same page Mm -hmm. does that make sense sure okay yeah I mean it's it's interesting because I feel in the life that we live as well like everything is with intention and it's very yin based in that like when we're sitting down to eat it is like just very present or how can we like create this experience to be like unified whether it's through conversation or through um just chewing our food Mm -hmm. um and in sexuality hmm, I think just in life in general we have this agreement that we will share love unconditionally with each other And 
even if we our truth is to take space or if our truth is to spend one-on-one -on -one time with someone else and that triggers the other our agreement is to really take responsibility for whatever is triggered within us and i feel that this practice of like you know if johnny and hannah want wanted one-on-one -on -one time like the first probably six months like i was just in fear of abandonment and just felt like a lot of scarcity and lack within myself and if needed they would sit with me and hold space but ultimately it is my pathway of empowerment to create a relationship with that inner child and how can i mother and father that inner child that feels abandonment and as we come into community, because we really see ourselves as community and like committed to healing, like we're not going to leave each other. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's a practice of creating relationship with yourself, really. And then that is tantra to me is, is being able to cultivate that mother and father within or the masculine and feminine within that holds the inner child and cultivating safety within yourself but ultimately that does come with the container of the relationship that I was in and this is mm -hmm. what I find is lacking in a lot of polyamory is that there's not this agreement of like we're going to be friends forever like I'm going to show up for you no matter what no matter if we're not having sex like mm -hmm. no matter if like there's there's these conditions still you know and like people it's it's very much flowy and I find that the nature of women especially like we want to feel at home we want to yeah, feel, feel safe held. and held yeah. yeah and so ultimately with Johnny and Hannah like even if I chose that this kind of dynamic wasn't my truth like they would still be there for me and still hold me and support me in what resonated with me mm -hmm. um and so I think that understanding and agreement within relationship is so important um mm -hmm. yeah because yeah, ultimately we just we we want to feel safe and we want to feel held and that can be cultivated within ourself but through that process of releasing the trauma within our bodies like it is helpful to have that grounding in community or partnership or whatever your agreement is in your healing container mm -hmm. to really let go like you were saying like really yeah. release yeah. those fears and i do believe like it, it's in our dna it's it's in our genetics like our ancestors have experienced a lot of loss and a lot of trauma and right. so in our earth too and <laughs> it's just in us yeah. so it's like um it is Rem reminds me of just Christ consciousness, which is compassion and how can we support each other and having compassion for ourselves and that inner child and for humanity. Mm. So mm -hmm. it is both an internal process and then also radiating out to those around us and creating yeah. a new a new way because we really are pretty separated in our little bubbles now and yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I really hear um, just the foundational piece of I am going to take full responsibility for my experience mm -hmm. and my healing, mm -hmm. you know, and that that I think is also just the piece that's missing in most relationships out there, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And um, so just having that as like that is the foundation like it's yeah. so simple y'all uh, <laughs> it's but challenging I, you know, like, <laughs> I don't want to like step over this one right. because I will just keep you know talking about responsibility till uh -huh. the cows come home uh -huh. um, you know? yeah but it like you know it's it's totally you know it's a game changer mm -hmm. and like you said um, we have choice at every single juncture, you know, no. and when people say, oh, I just like had no choice, it's like, no, 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 that's not true. 
Mm-hmm. So I love that you, you know, just like bringing all of those elements in. Right. Um, yeah, go ahead. I'd love to introduce just another principle of our relationship. Yeah. Um, it was created um, by Johnny a few years ago and it's TLC, which is truth, love, and choice. Mm. And so for ourselves, we are committed to being fully expressed in our truth. Mm. But the beauty of our reality is that our truth is ever evolving. So what's true for me today doesn't necessarily need to be true tomorrow. I'm open to my truth shifting as is she, as is he. Oh, (laughs) and this is the really tough one, y'all. Yeah, Yeah, it's edgy. (laughs) So yeah, there's been moments where I've witnessed Elisa in extreme emotional turmoil. And it's brought my shadow forward of questioning my position in this relationship. And I have a have had in this past year a recurring experience of feeling like full flight. Like I should just go. I should just leave them to their relationship because yeah, what am I doing here? Yeah. I'm like putting her through too much. Like this is too painful for her. Like taking responsibility for something that wasn't necessarily mine to take responsibility for. Mm-hmm. But then my higher self would continuously remind me, like, oh no, it's actually my truth to be here right now and to show <laughs> up for her and to continue to expand (laughs) compassion Mm -hmm. and remember that like I'm innocent and it is my birthright to follow my desire my desire has led me right here to this dynamic in this moment to explore Mm -hmm. and I will make that choice for love again and again until it's no longer my truth to do so Mm -hmm. so that's really where we operate like TLC is one of our core like foundational principles of our relationship and what we support people in understanding in our tantric and intimacy coaching containers as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that this piece about like, here's my truth right now. And then tomorrow it, it can shift and we're open to that. Like that is the feminine Mm. you know mm. and our world wants to be like okay well we made an agreement and that agreement is the same today and tomorrow and the next week and blah, 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 right mm-hmm. happy and ever after like, happily ever after <laughs> right yeah. and that is not how energy works mm-hmm. so i just love that that's like um a yeah just a cornerstone yeah, of right. your uh, of your relationship yeah right. i'd also like to offer that Something that's really cool about us is we're very empowered in our truth and in our voice, but we're open to energy being redirected. So if I express a truth to Elisa that I would like to explore something with her, spend time with her, that's the opportunity to see if my truth aligns with her truth. And if it does, then we can actualize that experience together. And if that's not her truth of the moment, I will hear her for what her truth of the moment is and see if it in that moment influences my desire. Mm, And so we're always finding collaboration and the opening to deepen and synergy um, just through how we communicate and move energy. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is a Mm. really, really important one. Um, So it's like, desire is co-arising you know Mm. it's like if you have a desire chances are like there's some like thread of it that's in the people around you you Mm. know and like you said right it's not always a perfect alignment Mm -hmm. but if you can be brave enough to like actually say whatever your true desire is then everybody around you like we are all sovereign beings Mm -hmm. You know, and we can say yes, we can say no, we can say yes with some adjustments. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, there's a whole game. Right. But, you know, I, I'm sure you see this too in your work. Like so often I see people stop uh, before they even are willing to say the desire. Like it's so scary mm. to say what you actually right. want. So I just love that. Thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. It does take courage. And I feel that applies to our relationship with Johnny as well. And the, I mean, people listening to this, like a lot of the outside world is like, I would never be in that kind of dynamic. Like that is just crazy. crazy. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Crazy. 
like say what um yeah but it's it's been so interesting like uh hannah began to just go up to johnny i'd witness her and like be like hey i'd love to be sexual with you today are you open to that <laughs> very objective yeah well and like yeah and then he'd be like fuck yeah like he loves right. that and like i would like Ooh, get contracted or like feel like you see this and yeah. you're like another woman owning <laughs> the weight of her desire what the yeah. Fuck. I know that that's the feminine that ego for sure. Totally. Like that means that you either have to back down or rise to her level. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. To see that. Yeah. Real time, mm-hmm. It's like, I can just imagine the experience of like witnessing yourself in that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is all just like, it's your ridiculous. But- <laughs> yeah. It was really ridiculous because I would, yeah, I would go into these processes of like what I want isn't available or he doesn't want me as much. And all this comparison story would come trickling in. And then like when I would approach him with that energy of like, like, why do you want me? Like, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Honey, like, Like, go go take space for yourself. I love you. But like, like, this is not hot. (laughs) Yeah, it's not hot. Here is the freaking thing. Here is the thing, ladies, that like that energy, we all fall into it. Right. In those moments, right? It's not that we can't ask our partner for support, of course, but Mm -hmm. there is just something to like own there Mm -hmm. about our experience. Right. And to like come, come to your partner and say, oh, like actually this is my desire right like it's so simple so fucking simple but like you know it's challenging y'all are advanced players you know it's it takes something it does yeah i would find myself in a lot of emotional turmoil for a while and like you know i'd I'd come back to my center and then i'd go off center again and like yeah it was Mm. it was the yoga of relationships because i was always (laughs) like practice practice of like holding space for the egoic thoughts and coming back to compassion moving it through my body Mm -hmm. and some like for me because i'm a very emotional being like i would kind of get lost in i'm a pisces too so i just like feel Mm -hmm. it all and then i'm like wait like but what's the solution? Like I'm releasing all this shit, but what's the solution and what do I want? And I think I was listening to Abraham Hicks at the time. It's just like, so simple. Like think about what you want. Don't think about what you don't want. Think about what you want. And so like, then I began to practice just vocalizing my desires. And for Johnny, like he's, he's always affirmed to us, like, I am available for you. Like, I, yeah, I'm limitlessly available. Like, you just tell me what your desire is. Tell me what your desire is (laughs) and be empowered. And I'm here for you. And I will pleasure you to the end. Yeah. So we're very blessed in that way. (laughs) It's like, you know, I, I imagine, you know, women out there like, oh my gosh, I just wish I had a man like that. And it's like, okay, yes. And you have to own your desire, right? Mm -hmm. Like in a, um, having a man that has uh, such a high level of attention and responsiveness, Mm -hmm. like it is a different kind of responsibility Mm -hmm. that you have to take. Like, it's like, nope, like literally the desire is coming from over here and I'm going to own it, Mm -hmm. you know, and like express it. Yeah. And if the guy is not able to receive that empowered desire or gets contracted, like that is something to look at as well. You know, that's right. a re- it's not a reflection of you being too much or wanting too much. I think a lot of the time it is, I mean, you know, if it triggers something, it's, it's something to hold yeah. space for, of course, but it is something to look at if, if a man's not able to receive you in, in your empowered expression. Right. And I think about like, where are you not receiving yourself? I mm. love that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, oh, mm. wow. Um, I, oh my gosh, there's just so much gold here. Um, I want to just talk a little bit about the sisterhood piece. I promised that at the beginning and we haven't directly said that, but we've been talking about it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to hear just, um, like, what does, what, uh, what does sisterhood mean to you? 
first, mm. first and foremost for both of you. Mm. <laughs> so for myself, I like to come into understanding of things by like understanding the opposite of them. Mm. And so what I discovered about myself is that I really didn't have concept of sisterhood. Alisa and I are both only children and like oh, we're raised very close to our moms. And so mm -hmm. what I recognize though, is that there is major competition society in society and in our culture among sisters. And so to me, the opposite of competition is collaboration and co-creation mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that in combination with feminine energy is the synergy of sisterhood. Mm. You're so brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, it's so much, uh, it's just so much deeper than like relationships with women. Because mm, if right. you look out in the world, like you said, it's like, oh no, women are not actually relating to each other mm. in an intimate way. Right. Like, uh, you know, for the, in the, there are pockets of it, right? But there's a lot of other crazy energy being thrown around mm -hmm. in relationships with women. Yeah. So what about for you, Elisa? Yeah. Well, I love that idea of collaboration. And to me, that is what creates harmony. When I think about feminine energy, it is about harmonization and like music. I think mm. of music and how there's like different notes and different resonances mm -hmm. and that harmony creates like this beautiful chorus. And so like for me, Hannah has been such a beautiful reflection of where I wasn't welcoming in the feminine or sisterhood because there was a lot of programming around like the way that she moved energy and like her desires are like she came from more of like bondage and kink and like liking to be tied up and was very submissive and like I'm a more dominating like archetype alpha female alpha female <laughs> um and also from the more like spiritual sensitive world of like kind of shaming that kink world and like um so it's been a beautiful reflection for me of like where I'm holding judgment of women's desires to be submissive or to you know, have these wants and these primal desires and, and then recognizing like, wow, I kind of like this too. Like after, <laughs> you know, like if I could get over the idea <laughs> uh -huh. that I hate it, right. Then maybe I could open to liking it like 1%. We'll just see. Yeah. And all of a sudden uh -huh. like, wait, why, why have they turned on? Right. Uh, yeah. And oh, so, yes, I know this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, I think like whatever a woman is triggering in you is such a reflection of like, what are we denying within ourself? Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, if we're feeling judgment towards another woman then like, there's clearly judgment already inside of us that's waiting to be released. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That, um, yeah, that's what sisterhood has been for me so mm -hmm. much, so much healing, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, yeah, it's like, I, I had so many women around me for, you know, most of my life, but like, I just didn't really have true sisterhood mm -hmm. until I started going down this path, you know? Mm. And then you're like, oh, wow. Women telling each other the truth, right? <laughs> well, that's something. Yeah. yeah something else. That is. Wow. Um, so what has, maybe I'd love to hear just like one of your greatest lessons um, in sisterhood that you've mm. received over the last year in mm. being in, you know, sisterhood and partnership with each other. We're the leaders of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was also what came through. Um, really about service. Mm. Like the more that I can show up in service to you in supporting mm -hmm. you and feeling pleasure and feeling at ease in your life is like mm -hmm. serving the world right mm -hmm. 
I'm gonna cry. Me too. <laughs> And I've also found like in this open relating dynamic, like there's so much I can find within a sister that I used to look for within my one primary male partner. Hmm. Um, and while my partner, our partner, Johnny does resonate in feminine energy, like what I find like in my relationship with Hannah is so different and such a different resonance and such a different reflection. And like, we like need each other and not, yeah, we need each other. Yeah. We need each other to reflect and share and hold each other. And like sisters can hold the masculine energy right. for each other. Right. So I definitely soften so much into that and like really have compassion for my past self that felt so resistant to mm. being held by another woman and just I'm so grateful for our partner Sky as well who knew Johnny when I met him and they were in partnership and she's held me through wow. so much as well um so yeah I'm super grateful for my sisters and feel like uh, for anyone who is wanting to explore polyamory and open relating, I feel be being open to connecting to the partners that your man is attracted to and like leaning in to sisterhood really dissolves the jealousy and the comparison. It's like, oh, wow, like you're a real person and I'm a real person and we can like real talk and like see each other and right. hold each other through this excavation Wait, and, and you're feeling insecure too yeah and you have feeling feeling insecure. oh my gosh everybody's just feeling insecure yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. wow that's so beautiful um thank you so much uh for just really like letting me see both of you and for like revealing and sharing your love mm. so generously here oh, thank you it feels good to be seen yeah. yeah thank you so much my absolute pleasure <laughs> well um as we sort of start to move towards um completion um i would love for you to share a little bit about just your work in the world and sort of what you're building and um, just the best ways for people to find you and and all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So we have a business called the Studio X, which is an erotic enterprise, really documenting sacred sexuality embodied in tantric philosophy. And so if people are interested in connecting with us, they can visit the studiox.com. Um, something that we didn't mention, but a few months into navigating our three-way partnership, we felt really inspired by our lovemaking and wanted to document it. And so we've been on a journey of recording erotic content and releasing fear, shame, and guilt around our expression to inspire others to step forward in their authentic expression and empowerment. So that is available on our website. We also offer tantric service um, locally and virtually if people are interested in connecting with us either in a one-on-one -on -one container. We also work with couples and facilitate retreats and play shops. Play shops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that sounds hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super so, fun. In contrast to like a kink BDSM play party, a play shop for us is more so focused around emotional vulnerability and practicing authentic relating mm -hmm. um, as we integrate tantric practice into partnership and then expanding that into multiple partners and platonic intimacy. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And basically offering alternative information that 
people can intake and inquire and just discover an alternative way of both relating to ourselves as well as each other and embracing our human existence (laughs) and um, learning how to move our energy and feel embodied and feel whole Mm. so we are here for all that desire to connect you're here to support amazing totally and if you're hearing this and if you're a yogi or artist or model or photographer or wanting to pursue entrepreneurship we are always seeking collaborators and people who synergize and resonate with our mission so we encourage all to reach out and we'd love to find a way to co-create amazing Oh my gosh, Elisa and Hannah, thank you. You are just um, such a gift to the world and I know um, such a gift to my listeners. Mm. <laughs> thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Bye everybody. Bye. <laughs>